This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit BBQGuru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at TastyLicksBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by Green Mountain Grills. Discover something you'll really, really love. Grilling with pellets. Green Mountain Pellet Grills are the top of the line, best of the best, but not the highest in price. And be sure to check out all of their flavor rubs, sauces, and pellets for the Green Mountain Grill all on their website. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com to peruse the entire product's portfolio. And by Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that perfect combination of BTU burn and sweet, succulent smoke you're looking to get all over your meat. A wide variety of flavors. So please go to the website to check it out and get yours today. Barbecuer's Delight, which is bbqrsdelight.com. And by JP Custom Smoke, a competitive barbecue team out of Wichita, Kansas, manufacturing the highest quality barbecue rubs on the market today. Looking to increase your competition scores? Looking to get the hearty high fives and hand clasps at the neighborhood barbecues? Look no further than JP Custom Smoke. In the market for a high-quality offset wood-burning barbecue pit, JP Custom Smoke has years of experience building high-quality, fully customizable, and extremely fuel-efficient barbecue pits. Visit jpcustomsmoke.com for more information. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. 
Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening live fire and cooking and grilling show, whatever. Uh, you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than welcome to do it, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show if you would like, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, anything else you want to find out about the show, more about me, the history of archives of the show since day one of the live uh, broadcasts, all the way back in 2007, once we started on latalkradio.com. Shout out, by the way, LA Talk Radio. Shout out. Still carrying the uh, first hour. It's a two-hour show. Never mind. Um, everything else about the show, thebbqcentralshow.com. Huge show on tap for you this evening. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, a guy long overdue in the Barbecue Central Show dwellings, Ted Reader, joins us. Teddy! A 9.35. Current KCBS president, Barbecuers Delight owner Candy Weaver joining us. Candy, by far, has been the best recurring KCBS guest, board member-wise, I have ever had in the history of the show. So I appreciate that to no end. And then we'll move to the second hour, 1014. Having a hellacious 2013, Matt Dalton left Coast Q. Yes, I am wearing the shirt, by the way, just for uh, good karma all the way around. And uh, helping me close out the show tonight, believe it or not, uh, somebody who else is having a hellacious season, Mike Wozniak, QWOW, joins us. Wow. hey Big show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Big show. Yeah! Uh, you can jump in at any point, 877-448-0433, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Look, I tell you to do it each and every week, and uh, maybe some of you don't think I'm being serious, but I am wholeheartedly um, asking you to do me a favor. If you have social media, if you have an email address, go up to uh, Compose All. Let everybody know you're listening to the show right now. You can listen to it two ways. If you know somebody doesn't have a computer, but they do have a smart device, send them to my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. If you know somebody has a computer or they have Roku or whatever, send them to outdoorcookingchannel.com. Do it. For me, tweet it out, Facebook it, do whatever you can. Let everybody know that the show's on right now. and It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and you do it each and every week. And they should be centralites as well. Why not, doesn't everybody want to be a centralite? Yes, of course they do. Now, I did mention Roku just a second ago. It's a little bit different. You do need to have a Roku box, which you can get pretty much at any electronic store at this point. Or take the easy way out like I did, R-O-K-U-Roku.com. It ships right to your door. Depending on what model I get, I think almost for free as well in the shipping department-wise. And uh, as long as you have an Internet connection, high speed at your house, you can have the magic and majesty of the Barbecue Central radio show slash television slow slow show on your big strip. Enjoy it with a fine libation. So a quick note here, and I'm not at liberty to get into any type of detail, but I do want to wish my main man, my friend, Craig... Goldwyn, a speedy recovery. Meathead! Shout out, Meathead. Look, every week I am prepping for guests, trying to make sure that I am up on uh, the competition scenes and seeing who's doing well and what teams are falling off and 
what teams aren't falling off, maybe on the uh, on the come up. One man's trash is another man's come up. I don't even know what that means. I hear it on the song every once in a while on Hits 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio because my kids listen to it. But if you aren't using this website to check in all of this barbecue competition stuff, you have to check out bbqrace.com. Unpaid solicitation right here. Uh, keep up with all the barbecue competition stuff that you might be missing out on. Uh, the owner of this site, Heath Hall from Pork Barrel Barbecue, has actually been on the show. We talked about it when it initially launched. But, man, I am telling you, this site is so user-friendly. It has so much information in it. Just a few clicks get you to Team of the Year standings, individual teams and their results, their trends, scores. They have badges for Grand Champion and Reserve Grand Championships and how many of Teams have won those. It gives you, if they're in the top 100 in any category, how many competitions they've currently done for the beginning uh, since the beginning of the calendar year. I love this site. I use it all the time for show prep. I have actually started to use it during the show. If I want to get a stat or bring up something in particular about a past competition, I pull it right up here as we are uh, doodaddling on the show, bbqrace.com. You got to check it out. I love this site. Got to check it out. All right. Now, here's something that I did notice. When I had Dave Bosca on, when we were recounting his veritable ass kicking of Rolling Smoke and uh, whoever the other guy was on the Barbecue Pitmaster, Dave, moving on. Did anybody else pick up on that little trick that he showed? I was watching, uh, two weeks ago, I was watching Barbecue Pitmasters. And right before the 9 o'clock airing of whatever the newest episode is, they show, like, previous ones, and that one happened to be the one with Dave Boskin. Right before he started doing any prep on the ribs as far as rub, what did he do? He took out the secret weapon, little H2O, dropped a little water on the ribs, then put the rub on because in his words, if you go back and listen to it, I didn't catch it the first time. There was so much great information that he was disseminating across the airways on Barbecue Pitmasters. I missed this nugget. But he said, hey, when you think about it, rub is like a, a dehydrated spice. Put a little water layer down first and then put on the rub. It helps it, I guess, rehydrate. and uh, so. Does it help it soak in better? Is that what it is, Dave? Um, or it rehydrates the spice since it is, in his terms, a dehydrated spice. Water's going to help it rehydrate. And it's, you know, fabulous. I was just going to say, Dave, you, should, you got a new product coming out right now. It's called Rib Water, ladies and gentlemen. ButcherBBQ.com. Look for it at a competition near you. But uh, that's definitely something I've been, I've been a big fan of hitting it with EV olive oil and then rub. I think I might try a little water next time and see if uh, this Dave Bosque character knows what the hell he's talking about. So if you didn't miss, uh, if you didn't get that trick when you saw it either in the original airing, when he smacked the other two teams around and moved on, and handily, I might add, and didn't get it on a number of replays since then, because I believe Destination America only shows barbecue pitmasters. Uh, it shows some type of infomercials early in the morning until like 8 or 9 o'clock, and they get right back into the grilling and barbecue again. It's a destination barbecue is what it should be called. Tr- try it out and let me know. Have you tried it out? Let me know what you think. Is it awesome? Does it make the biggest difference in the world? Want to know? I'm going to try it myself. 
Let me show you some pictures. You know, in an effort to contradict myself, two weeks ago I talked about when is enough enough. They're probably in the garage looking at that kitty. Yeah, the pussy. Um, I talked about when is enough enough when it comes to barbecue. A uh, Bacon, I'm sorry. So in an effort, as I said, to contradict myself fully, uh, we go right to the pictures. Two weeks ago, I made... Oh, wrong ones. I made uh, bacon-wrapped hot dogs. Here they are, starting out. Uh, just your regular Hebrew National Schweens wrapped. The, two pieces of bacon per hot dog, by the way. One wasn't going to be enough, but didn't wrap around fully enough. Uh, so then they went on the grill, and then uh, this is what it looked like in the bun. You can see a nice caramelization on the bacon. Obviously, the hot dog uh, was cooked to perfection. And then... I did a little Kewpie mayo and mustard because I was afraid that ketchup would react weirdly with um, with the bacon flavor. So here's what it looked like in the finished project. Man, I got to tell you, man, it was it was pretty good. It wasn't over the top. In the background, you see the, I call them smoked, uh, quartered and smoked potatoes. A secret recipe that is basically salt potatoes, which I get at BJ's. And then I uh, cut those in quarters, little EV olive oil, little salt, a lot of salt. And then on the cooker and uh, you know, I guess half an hour at 350 or whatever it is. Those are succulent because you get a nice little uh, smoke profile on those. And then uh, the QP mayo, the mustard on that hot dog that is wrapped in bacon. It was good. The presentation was probably, you know, a little more beneficial than anything else. Uh, the flavor didn't wow me. I wasn't like, oh, that's awesome. I wasn't like, hey, everybody, bacon-wrapped hot dogs are the greatest thing ever. Okay. Thank you for coming, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you next week, okay? It didn't hit me like that. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. What could make it greater? You tell me. I'm here all night. Folks, let me talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru, the creators of barbecue pit temperature control technology in the automatic sense. If you're a busy working professional, if you are constantly on the run with kids, you've got errands to do, you need to spend lazy days at the pool, and you don't have time to sit around tending to temperature controls, nobody understands more than me, right? I have a day job. I have this job uh, from 9 to 11 on every Tuesday. I have hours of prep time in advance to make sure I'm providing a succulent show to you. I don't have time to set around ten temperatures. Come on. You go to thebbqguru.com. You look through their entire automatic temperature control device inventory. You will find the CyberQ Wi-Fi. You will find the CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX2. And, of course, this PartyQ, now at $130, as we talked to Bob Trudnack last week. Getting a little facelift, a little revamp. But still at 130 bucks, and it's what I affectionately refer to as the whore of automatic pit temperature control devices because it can go from a kettle grill to a bullet-style smoker uh, to a big green egg-style ceramic-style cooker. Uh, it's 10 bucks more if you do have the ceramic style because you need a, an extra gasket or an extra flange or something to go on the bottom of it. But even at $139, bargain. Uh, also, don't forget, if you're in the market for a cooker Onyx oven, Winning in the competition circuit as well as in the backyards all over the country. Uh, fully insulated, holds a ton of meat, accommodates half and full pans for food service. You know it's going to work seamlessly with the barbecue guru devices as well. 
Uh, do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Thebbqguru.com. Or call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back with one of my favorite guys ever, Ted Reader. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. back, 877-448-0433-GREG-AT-THE-BBQ-CENTRAL-SHOW.COM. Uh, email in from John Dawson. Rem, since many flavor compounds are alcohol-soluble, maybe water and vodka or bourbon would be a great idea. Hey, why not? I don't... Well, I'm not a big fan of vodka. I love bourbon, though. Speaking of bourbon, I know my next guest loves bourbon more than me. We might be able to fistfight to see who likes bourbon uh, better. Uh, my next guest, Ted Reeder, joining us here on the show. Teddy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Teddy. Always appreciate you making time for the show. Uh, you know, I mentioned, uh, well, we're just, here's, a, here's an interesting thing. Let me get your take on this. This isn't something that I actually plan to ask you about. Uh, I was watching this uh, Barbecue Pitmasters TV show, and uh, one of the guys who's a show sponsor who had actually moved on a couple weeks ago, Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue, let out a secret where he said hey before we put on the rub for the ribs he puts a little layer of water down and he said hey the rub is kind of like this dehydrated spice so you put a little water down and then you put the rub on it kind of helps it uh, rehydrate and and maybe give it even a little bit more flavor as being somebody in this food service industry in the barbecue industry does that lend some credit to you what do you think about that uh yeah a lot of especially when you get into uh, manufacturing and food processing um, meat, water, rub, uh, one helps increase the moisture of, uh, in the meat and also helps facilitate the, uh, even coating of the spice rub over top of the, of the ribs, especially when you're trying to season more than one rack at a time. So in processing, you know, they'll open up, they'll do a, a vat that holds 5,000 pounds of ribs and they throw them in there, and they put a certain percentage of water, and they put a certain percentage of spice, and tumble it up and draw a vacuum and put some moisture into them. So putting some water down on it and adding rub will also uh, enhance your ribs nicely. Uh, Ted Reader joining us here on the show. Of course, the website, tedreader.com. I also know you like uh, ice-cold beer just as much as the next guy. Let me ask you something. You know, in Europe... It's known that beer is not necessarily served ice cold, especially in the pub setting. This is more of an American thing as far as ice cold beer is concerned. As someone who's traveled around in many different places, countries, tasted many beers, aside from any way you can get it for free, which temperature does beer taste best at, in your opinion? Oh, icy, icy cold. 
I'm sorry, I'm a crazy Canuck, and the Europeans, as wonderful as they are, I'm sorry, beer tastes way better when it's icy cold. On a hot day, you know, when you're sweating your nut bag off, let's just put it that way, nothing goes down smoother than a cold, cold beer. The last thing I'd want is a warm cup of beer. You might as well give me a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and throw me in a ditch. Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> give my, me beer one, and give it to me cold. One time I was enjoying a fine bourbon on the rocks uh, right around midday, and my twin brother looked at me like I had poured like a, a glass of broken glass and was drinking. And he's like, I can't believe you're drinking a bourbon at noon instead of a beer. Uh, is that like uh, sacrilege? Should you not drink bourbon until like 5 o'clock in the evening as a cocktail or what? I just can't believe you waited all the way till noon. Right? No, I get up in the morning and have one at 7.30 or 8. Kickstart my day. Boom, let's start now. Jack Daniels, if you please, right? Uh, Jim Beam. Right. I'm liking the gym lately. It's uh, pretty tasty. And the Maker's Mark, um, I, I, I'm, I've always been a bourbon guy. I do like my Jack, but I tell you, I love my bourbons. And there's so many more varieties to choose from. It's great. It's like going to a buffet, You know, a buffet of bourbon. I've, I, I've, I've noticed quite a prolific amount more bourbons that have hit the market, even in the last uh, 12 to 14 months than I have seen in the last uh, 8 to 10 years that I was uh, drink- I was introduced to bourbon by a fellow co-worker a number of years when we were working the truck show down in uh, Kentucky in Louisville, and uh, since then have become a very big fan of it. But to see the amount or the selection of bourbon that we have now is really kind of mind-boggling. It seems the brown liquor has kind of really taken favor, uh, not only here in the States, but uh, in North America in general. For sure. Uh, I mean, I have a, a quite large bourbon collection. Uh, it used to be bigger, but uh, at, at the largest point, I think it was probably 120 different bottles. <laughs> and most of that I collected during the 90s. And I was drinking a lot of bourbon back then. And, um, you know, I, I've always liked it. I like that flavor of the smoky barrel. And, and not that I don't in, in, in a Tennessee sour mash, but... Um, it just, there's, there's something about it that's just real smooth. And I got to tell you, I have a batch, um, I have a first batch bourbon from Woodford Reserve oh. and I have their 10th batch bourbon from Woodford Reserve and their hundredth small batch bourbon. Oh. And they are, they are treasures in my little shrine of bourbon and one day and very soon i'm going to start to crack those and there you know i look forward to them and that's and, and i love to cook with it so having a cocktail of bourbon at noon is okay by me straight up or on the rocks however you like it but at breakfast it's even better absolutely ted goes great on captain crunch too right <laughs> ted reader joining us here on the show um, so 4th of july for the people in the states here coming up in just a matter of days huge grilling day for many folks here, you know, what are basically what are some of the most important things folks need to do to make sure the grill is safe if this is the first time they're rolling it out? Um, well, if, if this is the first time they're rolling it out, I'm telling them, shame on you. July 4th is the first time you get this thing really? in. Really? Give me and a that break. And thing should be going year-round. Absolutely. Um, but, but, when you're, but for the 4th of July, one is a clean grill is a hotter grill, and a clean grill is a healthier grill. 
And so you want to make sure it's clean. You want to make sure if it's a gas grill that it's in working order. You want to make sure that if it's a kettle grill, uh, maybe some of those legs are a tripod style, those things. You want to make sure it's all secure and everything's ready for when you go to start your charcoal or your gas and start cooking. And then from there, it's open season. You know, it's the 4th of, 4th of July. It's a, it's a time to celebrate. Um, we just finished our Canada Day, and, and I love the 4th of July. I love the fact that Americans celebrate with, with gusto and with love and passion. And I think that's awesome. And I think you should cook the same way. And if you're going to, you know, whatever you're going to fire up. I just made burgers for my wife and I tonight, and they were, they were I bought some bratwurst sausages, and I just peeled them out of the, the, the casing and then mixed it up, and I added a little bit of extra garlic and threw in some smoked paprika and planked those up on maple planks and glazed them with a mixture of bourbon, uh, maple syrup, chipotle Tabasco, and a little bit of barbecue sauce. And they were juicy and moist, and I shaped them in like a, a triangle, so they looked like a giant dinosaur egg. And they were they were mouth watering like I mean I ruined a T-shirt tonight and I just put a brand new one on today and so you know that if you're going to have a burger and you ruin a T-shirt while eating it that's a good thing yeah somebody's done something right no doubt about it now <laughs> that's it so there typically people might have let's say fifteen to thirty people I know that's kind of a, a big variation but depending on how many people you know how long you've been in a neighborhood you could have a swing like that are you a big fan of having your guests take part in the cooking aspect or, or having these food bars or are you not too much into the other people being hands-on as far as that's concerned no i love it i i, I wish my neighborhood could do something like that um they all expect me to cook and and it'd be like i i want to try other people's grilled foods and smoked foods and barbecued foods i want to see what they're doing and and because it, you can never stop learning and you might pick up a trick and even a guy that like me that's been around the block a few thousand times, um, you know, I, I want to try something new. And I see stuff all the time from different fans that put, post stuff on Facebook and other social media. And I, and I, and I say to myself, wow, that's really cool. I'm going to like tweak that or play with that or modify that. And you learn something. And so I want to try all the different taste sensations, whether they be good or bad, you know, um, Maybe someone will ask me for a, a way of doing it better if they can't, if they, if they fail at it. But everyone should get out there and try. And if you try and it comes out just okay, well, then you try again and you just try and make it better. Every time you go to your grill or your smoker, make it a little bit better than the last time. And then you're improving and you're learning. Everybody has to start as a beginner at some point. Experts. I remember the first time I fired up a grill. I knew nothing. And, you know, I still learn when I, when I watch charcoal uh, getting ready and you, you look at the wind and the weather and what's going on and you take note. So get out there and cook. That's the way it goes. And I'd love to try it all. And that's a long version answer. Sorry. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, the majority of people, it's probably going to be hamburgers at some point. Some of the more intermediate to uh, expert level backyard guys might take on the bigger cuts of barbecue meat like the briskets, the pork butts, the ribs. But you know there's going to be a lot of burgers consumed. You're one of the foremost authorities on burgers. You have one of the best books out there about burgers. You know, what's some of the top two or three tips to making a great burger? And we're not talking about going to the grocery store and buying the pre-made crap that's in the, uh, the, de- in the case. But we're talking about making your own burgers. What are the best two or three tips you can give us? 
Okay, number one, uh, if, if you have your own meat grinder, then you can buy the cuts of meat that you want to grind and, and create your own and grind it yourself. I recommend grinding twice. Um, but if you're, gonna, if you're not going to grind it yourself, then go and find a butcher. And you can look in the meat counter and you can say to your butcher, hey, you know, I want three pounds of ground beef and I want you to give me one pound of chuck, one pound of sirloin, and one pound of brisket. And I want you to throw a little bit of extra fat in there and grind it up. And I want you to grind it twice. So the first thing is your burger is only going to be as good as the ingredients you buy. So get yourself a great butcher. Number two, I don't like to season my burgers. I really, I, I like them plain and simple, especially when I've gone to the trouble of getting a really great raw material. And I just put a little bit of salt and pepper and I form them and I don't pack them. But I've, after I make my burger patties, they got to go back in the fridge. So tip number two is after making the patties, into the refrigerator and let them get icy cold. A cold burger grills far more easily than uh, a freshly made burger. It'll also allow the meat to rest and the proteins to bind and keep that burger patty together once it goes on the grill. And third, when it's on the grill, uh, one, put some nonstick cooking spray on both sides of it or a little spritz of some olive oil or vegetable oil. Uh, that'll help keep it from sticking to your grill. And the last is don't push it, don't squish it, don't cut it open, let it cook. When it comes clean from the grill, it's ready to leave. If you try and lift it from the grill and it's stuck there, it's not done cooking yet. Then flip it over. But no pushing, no cutting, no stepping on it, no nothing. Let it be juicy. That's the key. And eat it and enjoy it and ruin a T-shirt. Are you there, Greg? Sorry about that, Teddy. Um, it's all right. Temperature-wise on the grill, is it better to be 450 or higher? Is a lower heat more prudent, like 350 or so? What's the, what's the best way to cook them? I like to put the burgers on uh, uh, medium-high to high. And once it starts to sizzle and I see my first flare-up, and it's just a little bit of a flare-up, but once I see that, I just turn it down to about medium, keep the lid open, and just watch it cook. You don't want you put the burgers on, you never want to leave because burgers tend to have a bit of fat in them and you can get a grease fire extremely quickly. So once they're on, you don't leave your post. Pretend you're in the military and you got to guard those burgers and you got to make sure that they're not going to burn. And that's it. When you get a little flare up, turn the heat down, move the burger out of the way. All right. So you're widely recognized as the master planker across uh, the wide sweeping world, maybe the galaxy. You've planked any and all things imaginable to the human mind. You have to go to a planked burger recipe for us that we might be able to try if we're into planking on Thursday. A beerlicious burger out of my cookbook or on my website. It's basically, um, I take you know your best ground beef that you want and make sure, and I form it into a ball. And I make it a giant, like a baseball, somewhere in between a hard ball and a softball. About six ounces worth of meat. And I pack it, not too firmly, but firmly enough, but I make it nice and round like a baseball, and I put them on the grilling planks. I like to use hardwood maple. I've pre-soaked the plank. If you want to take some, uh, which is kind of cool, is you take cheese strings, white or orange, and you cut them into um, half-inch cubes, and then you put those in with the meat mixture. 
and get those really icy, icy cold. The longer, the colder the, the cheese is when you add it to the meat, um, the more it's going to stay in that burger. So you got this baseball with all these cheese pieces in it. You put them on the plank. You put them in the grill, 350 to 425 degrees. Close the lid and plank grill it, checking it occasionally uh, for about 35 minutes until you hit a, an internal temperature of about 150 pull them off and garnish. Don't squish them. Don't flatten them. You want a big baseball because then you need a flip-top head to eat them. <laughs> Where do you get those? <laughs> uh, the flip-top head? Yeah. <laughs> dentist. Indeed. Go to your dentist. Oh, those uh, sound absolutely phenomenal. Uh, we're talking with Ted Reader. TedReader.com is the website if you want to check it out. Let me change gears here just for a second here. Uh, I want to ask you a couple off-the-wall questions. Um, couple or last week, I had Derek Riches on the show. Uh, he's from bbq.about.com. And he said, you know, even with this concerted effort in marketing and health studies to curb the popularity of the traditional lighter fluid, that really over the years, it has barely made a difference in the grand scheme of things as far as who's purchasing, who isn't. You know, there have been non-petroleum-based options available that just have really never gained real popularity. If there are healthier options available, why do you think that consumer isn't going to and demanding it to be more widely available to buy? Is it the inherent laziness or we're going to do what we've always done type of a deal? Or is there something else uh, like Kingsford or Clorox just being able to dominate the market that way? Well, when it comes to charcoal, I'm a little bit back to old school. I want to buy a charcoal that says to me it's 100% natural, depending on what type of wood it is. I want to know, I would love to know what type of wood it is. So you can buy some charcoals that are made from 100% mesquite or 100% maple or uh, 50% maple blended with 50% oak or 50% oak blended with 50% hickory. And or or so I want to know what's in there. I prefer not to have any fuel added to it. As convenient as it is, and as wonderful as it is uh, to use, I taste it, and that's all I taste. And my grill ends up tasting it, and then everything else I cook on it tastes like fuel. And and that's a personal choice. Uh, and so I I opt to stay away from the convenience factor of it, and I like to move into the factor of the real deal. I want to smoke over over lump, and I and I prefer lump charcoal over briquette charcoal because briquette charcoal just looks like it's been processed one step further, and it's just not as natural. And I want that organic feeling. Um, whether I'd be right or wrong, it's just a personal choice that I make. And I think that everybody that's going to grill or they're going to smoke, um, and the more advanced they get in this, they're looking for definitions in flavor and fuels like lighter fluid or, or charcoals that have been, been been already infused with fuel, that overpowers the flavor of the wood. And that's what you end up tasting. And when you're competing for a prize money, you want the best. And the best is, is go old school, man. You got it. I hope that answers your question. Oh, absolutely it does. Uh, Ted Reader, a wealth of information, a multiple-time author, an accomplished professional chef, entrepreneur, world record holder and barbecue and grilling expert, and my friend, which counts more than anything else. Uh, Teddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you, Greg, and happy 4th of July to everybody out there. Uh, may it be absolutely delicious, and we'll uh, chat with you soon. You got it. There he is. Teddy, bringing it strong, as always. I mean, this guy is the best. When can Ted Reader come in studio and be a guest? 
Is that possible? Ted, get on the train. I'm sending, uh, hey, uh, Scotty Walton, get the G5 ready down in Columbus. We're sending it out to uh, Ontario. Is he from Ontario? We're sending it out to Canada to get Ted Reader, for crying out loud. He needs to come sit in on the show. Talk to that guy for three hours, I swear to God. All right, let's uh, get out a little bit early. We've got a giveaway coming up right out of the break. Then we got Candy Weaver on deck. Um, all right, well, I'm not doing that read anymore. Uh, let me talk to you for a few minutes about JP Custom Smoke. Folks, you are literally missing out on perfect scores and grand championships if you aren't getting this stuff. Just ask John and Tina Patty. A couple weeks ago, they walked off with the Reserve Grand Championship in Fredonia, Kansas. Absolutely. How about uh, Whiskey Pit Barbecue grabbing a Reserve Grand Championship in Iowa a couple weeks ago as well? Just to name a few, look, it's painfully obvious, guys, that you are the ones who will benefit the most from these rubs. John has some of the most sought-after rubs on the market today. And it's about time you start enjoying the rewards as well. Here are the flavors that you have to choose from. JP's Sweet Heat Rub, JP's Custom Blend for Pork, and brand new to the market, the JP Custom Smoke Beef Rub. All of these rubs are being used by a number of top teams in the industry. And, man, are they reaping the rewards. Perfect scores, grand championships, reserves. You don't want a reserve? You don't want a grand? Don't buy it. It's fine can't wait to get your hands on it i understand hit up jp like paul jpcustomsmoke.com get yourself some and if you don't compete like me this will have all the neighbors wondering how your barbecue far outshines the rest of the d-bags in the neighborhood and basic turns dudes men want to be like you the women want to get with you yeah you know i've been talking about jp custom book over the last few weeks heading into this england as I said last week, good news, bad news. The good news for you, England, is it's going to be there. The bad news is it's already sold out. Paul Valentine at BBQ Rub and Sauce Company is already out of the JP Custom Smoke Rubs, which has to show you how popular this stuff is, right? Best news ever, folks, right here in the great U.S. of A. You can get it now by going to jpcustomsmoke.com. Don't wait. You wait, you could be out. John just told me selling like hotcakes, mostly because of this show. JP Custom Folk currently ranked, well, damn it. Now I got to check. I got some time. Don't worry. Guess where I'm going to go? BBQRace.com. Let me give you an updated uh, where they are. JP Custom. There they are. JP Custom Smoke. Uh, 2013. Currently ranked 23rd overall in the KCBS. Uh, they have uh, two reserve grands, two grand championships. They've competed 11 times. And uh, let me see. Where are we at here? Give me the breakdown. Uh, 11 times. Right. And uh, top 100 badges in uh, pork and beef and chicken. Forget about it. Uh, JPCustomSmoke.com will be back right after this with a prize. Show where we give stuff away. Yeah, it's free and you don't have to pay a thing. That's why it's free. Yeah. All right, I want to try this real quick. Um, I've put away the uh, this microphone. 
And now I'm using this one right here. I'm just checking for sound level. Uh, I might sound a little different. I just want to make sure that I sound all right. Um, your chance to win a $10 gift certificate from thebbqsuperstore.com, which, by the way, finished Reserve Grand Championship this past weekend at the uh, Sam's Club in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, John Dawson, you give me a shout-out on how I'm sounding right here on the new live, sure live mic. Uh, so all you need to do is send me a email, and in the subject line, hit Audio Fidelity. Audio Fidelity. For your chance to win a $10 gift certificate to thebbqsuperstore.com. Good luck. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampy. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Boys Let's go! I'm an outlaw, give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. All right, we are back. And uh, we do have a winner. Uh, that would be Don Hopkins. Uh, Don, you do not need to send me anything. Uh, I will forge your email address to thebbqsuperstore.com. Uh, You're a winner, Don. Congratulations. All right, let me get my next guest going. A little behind the times here, ladies and gentlemen. I got to level up on something that doesn't even have a level up. Are you kidding me? All right, uh, my next guest tonight is the owner of the most preferred pellet. In both the backyard and on the barbecue competition circuit, she's a certified barbecue judge with the current KCBS president. Let's welcome back to the show, friend of the show, I'm happy to say, uh, Candy Weaver joining me. Candy, how are you? Hi, Hi Greg. I'm good. Uh, good. I am uh, always appreciate uh, the time that you make for the show here tonight. Uh, let me ask you something before we get into the KCBS stuff tonight that we wanted to talk about, Candy. How about you know what's new, what's good over at Barbecuers Delight? Well, one thing's good. Um, we're making it as fast as we can, folks, <laughs> and uh, that that that's a good thing. So, orders have been a little slow here in the past, but everything's back to normal. And uh, but I think it's the the uh, the blooming of all the pellet fire grills out there that uh, the world has discovered our product, and it's a wonderful thing. Are you surprised, you know, let's say, what, four or five years ago, you had the Traegers, obviously you had the Fast Eddies, you had a few other ones kind of uh, making the meander into the market, but, you know, fast forward to where we are here in 2013, I mean, you have, I could probably list off seven, eight, nine right off the top of my head. Are you surprised to see how popular, regardless of manufacturer, how popular the pellet-style cookers are at this point? No, I'm really not. I've, I've I've been saying this for about the, the last uh, for about at least six years, and of course the the bloom started with um, the dancing group out of uh, Canada getting in with the Louisiana grills and the country cookers, and uh, Traeger's patent expired about three years ago. So up until that point in time, Traeger had the patent on pellet fired cooking. And uh, but they don't anymore, and the world has discovered it, and it's so much easier uh, to use, and it's 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 a lot less intimidating than gas. Do you think that uh, it's fair for people to say if you have a pellet-fired cooker, you, you somehow 
aren't getting the, the truest version of barbecue or you are cheating or, or taking a shortcut in some way? Sure. But, you know, that's part of modern conveniences. I think I could, I could say the same thing to anybody that uses a stoker or a guru or, or any of those devices that control uh, temperature via air control. Um, now, I've got to say, I think the, the one thing that I think is pretty close to cheating is when you have a, a probe that goes into the meat, and when the meat, reach, re, the meat reaches a certain temperature, the cooker automatically goes down into a hold mode. That's pretty lazy. Yeah, absolutely. Candy Weaver joining us here on the show. Uh, current KCBS president, some websites if you want to check it out here while we're talking, uh, kcbs.us. And then, of course, uh, the Barbecuers Delight website, bbqrsdelight.com. So let me ask you this, Candy. Last week I was forwarded an email just before I went on air, and it was uh, somebody saying that uh, KCBS has this new thing out, and it was basically like a um, uh, an email blast that said KCBS score. Tell me about KCBS mm-hmm. score, the initiative, and, and kind of what you hope it accomplishes. Uh, KCBS score will replace, it's a scoring system, a scoring software that contest reps use to produce um, uh, the score sheets for a contest. It, uh, the, the reps enter the judges' scores from each of the score sheets and and uh, it tabulates the results and does the weighting based on appearance, taste, and tenderness and produces the scores and who who wins and who doesn't in, in, in any contest and where you place. Um, KCBS Score is a true Windows program. Um, the former or the current software that we use to score is called BQWin. I don't know why. Um, and it's, it's DOS-based, and um, it kind of evolved out of an older DOS system. Yeah. And this, this has been in development for probably close to two years, actually. To, to whose? Do what? It's it's. Oh, the, the KCBS four has been been in the works for two years. So, taking it from you know where it was initially two years ago, where well, there's a lot of changes or tweaks that you needed to make it uh, right before you decided to send that blast out and let everybody know this was going to happen, or did it just happen to take that long to, to get all the pieces together? It's uh, taken to- that long to get all the pieces together. Honestly, I was really hoping that it would come out at the beginning of the year. We weren't ready. There were issues that were that we wanted to get resolved inside the program. Um, and, of course, you've got to get all the reps and everyone trained to be able to use it. Thank goodness this isn't a huge leap. It uh, does a lot of things a whole lot easier. It populates fields, for example, uh, reps enter judge number one time, and then it goes through the other categories. Uh, it's very important for CBJs that once they take a seat at a table that they know what their table number is and what their seat is, you know, one through six, and they will put that on each card, and each of their scorecards. And... Um, with that said, you know, when I got on the board, one of the first things we wanted to start doing was tracking judges. And while this will not immediately go into effect, we'll have the ability that we can really grow this program where we, we, we really had hit the wall with, with BQ Win, where there was, there was not a whole lot of functionality that could be added into it. This is open architecture. 
there's um, a, a lot we can do with building this to serve the needs of KCBS going forward. Uh, one major change that uh, happens when the new scoring system is implemented, and this will be decided, I expect, at the next board meeting, which is next Wednesday. Um, but last year, we, we made the decision to slightly change the weighting of, um, of appearance and taste. And because taste was always an exact uh, double in the weighting of appearance, which led to false ties. And by changing the weighting just a little bit on the appearance side and increasing it to the taste side, um, that should avoid a lot more ties, so, which is a good thing because I always lose a tiebreaker. <laughs> doesn't everybody. Um, yeah. So people were looking at it, and then I, I guess I don't understand where the, the false ties are coming from. Um. Are they looking well, at it and it, saying, hey, it, it looks from, good and it's going to taste good? They're already making up their mind on how good it's going to taste? Well, the false tying comes into place. Not, not, um, it has to do with the way the, the, the judges' scores are tabulated. And, you know, currently I think, I don't know right off the top of my head, I don't know the exact percentages, Taste is the most important, and it's the weighted the heaviest in the score. So, if a if a uh, a cook receives all nines in taste, they're going to do pretty good with that entry. Uh, after that is uh, tenderness is the next highest weight. Appearance really matters the least. Uh, it's in the scores. I could look uh, the score sheet, the weighting, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, and because of of taste being exact double in weighting from appearance. Somehow or another, when you applied the weighting factor to the team scores, even dropping the lowest judges, you end up with, with, with ties. And it's kind of the same thing that over time we've gone to a four or two or three did scoring system where it's really probably pretty unusual for anything below a six to be on the scorecard anymore. And, of course, cooks say that's because they're cooking better. Of course. Uh, Katie Weaver joining us here on the show. Uh, one of the things that I was reading in that mailer was the fact that teams are going to have to have their team number available uh, for the reps or for the people that are uh, you know, signing them up for those sheets. Everybody needs not to have their team number. number. Not, not team number. Not team number. Chief Cook's number. cook member number. The, the what? The chief cook's member number. Chief cook member number. Yes. All right. So if, if you don't take a picture of it on your cell phone, you don't have it committed to memory, you don't put it down on a piece of paper and stick it in your pocket and take it, what happens if you don't know the number and you show up? Well, you don't necessarily get points for Team of the Year. It's all for Team of the Year, Greg. Yeah. Any non-member can cook a KCBS contest. But to get points for Team of the Year, you have to be a member of KCBS. You do? Oh yeah, is that is, is that what's part? Is that the new the new thing? No, with this? no, it's always been that way. You've always had to be a member of KCBS to to get Team of the Year. Yeah. See, as far as I know, I'm learning something. Well, you would know better than me. I'm learning something new today. That I, I I knew you didn't have to be a member to compete in KCBS events, but I didn't think uh, one was tied uh, directly into the other as far as Team of the Year is concerned. 
No? Don't you think it should be? <laughs> I, I'm not the right guy to ask, but I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would make sense to me, I guess, uh, to, to be team of the year. But uh, I mean, do you, do you have any, I, I'm asking you a question you probably don't have data on, but do you have any idea how many people that are showing up at contests uh, aren't KCBS members that are taking part? That I don't know. Would you, we'll would you fathom a guess? goes into effect and we have some, some tracking down the road. Do you, do you, would you fathom a guess? Just, oh, you know, I, I, I haven't a clue. All right. Maybe half. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say maybe 50-50. That, 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 that's a number that I would like to see, but that would be hard to track, I suppose. Um, Actually, it really won't once we get KCBS core in place. You're correct, right, because everybody wants the team of the year points if they're going to be uh, chasing yeah. after that, right? But, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't change because, uh, you know, whether a team is a member or not, your results are always posted. Yeah, correct. But, I mean, you know, who cares about if your results are posted? I mean, if you're going to be chasing team of the year points, you want to make sure that you're getting those points uh, properly apportioned to the proper teams that are, you know, making those good scores and winning and doing whatever. Uh, we're talking with yeah. Candy, Candy Weaver from KCBS, uh, the current president. So how and, – and it sounds like uh, – I was I was kind of outlining some questions here uh, to ask, and, and maybe this one doesn't really make sense anymore now that we've talked a little about it uh, more in-depthly, but does this compare at all to, you know, a website like a barbecuerace.com that is constantly, you know, with, through their software is able to, to get contest results and post trends and who finishes where and current KCBS team of the year and all that stuff? Is it somewhat similar? This is obviously results that are going to be posted on KCBS website. Is this to, to divert traffic from that, or does it not even compete with that? Oh, at all? I don't think it. I, I think there's a place for barbecue race. I think there's a place for uh, scorecard. I think there's a place for all of those, and this will really not do this. This is the scoring software. This is the heart of the competition. All right. So, any big projects that the KCBS is looking to unveil over the next, you know, few three four months that you might be able to tell us about? Um. We've got some big things in the works. There, we have an incredibly active board. Um, I've I've had I've had meetings the last two nights, and last week we had two nights. There were two nights of meetings, and uh, we have a very active strategic planning committee that we're looking for future growth. Um, this evening there was a meeting. We talked about a um, a survey that'll go out to the members. In the very near future, I hope that uh, uh, we'll talk, uh, revisit the issue of regional representation and see what the members want us to do. And uh, we're, we're doing our very best to be very re- uh, responsive to our membership and keep KCBS growing and growing strong. Uh, Candy Weaver is the owner of Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets and the current KCBS president. Uh, Candy, hope you have a great fourth, and always appreciate you making time for the show. Thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you. Next you got- apple, we get you got some. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye, Candy Weaver. Uh, BBQRSDelight.com, uh, also KCBS.us. You have to be a member of KCBS to win KCBS Team of the Year. Brilliant. <clears throat> Uh, coming up on the break, your chance to win. Uh, from Jim Elser, a uh, pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q, a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice, juice pork inject. Be ready for that.
All right, gang, if you're like me, you're always trying to think of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way to do that than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. The injections, yes. Pork, the beef, the prime injection. All available for sale right now. ButcherBBQ.com. Now, maybe you're looking for that rub or sauce. Mother load has been hit here as well. You got the steak and the brisket rub, the honey rub, premium rub. Use premium rub, especially if you inject with butchers. It's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And now the brand-new injection, Bird Booster. And different flavors from what I understand as well. Want to inject your chicken? You want to have three times, three times more moisture in your chicken than you would get just from brining it? How does 7% versus 21% sound? Yeah, beat it 7%. I want 21 Bird Booster will give that to you. Of course, you have the sweet barbecue sauce as well. We all know I'm as picky as it gets when it comes to barbecue sauce. Uh, but I love Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Buy six because it's going to go fast. Uh, your women folk will eat it. Your men folk will eat it. Your neighbors will eat it. Everybody's going to eat it. And look, if you have been jammed up from some other commercial injection, the score has started to tumble. Look, we all think every once in a while the grass is a little bit greener. So you go over on the other side of the road, you realize one of the worst mistakes ever. So what's happened before? Well, you've spent 30, 40, 50 bucks on some other commercial injection. It sucks. You've had to throw it out. You've had to listen to your wife bitch and moan about how you could have taken her out on the town instead of wasting your money on that injection. You've been screwed in the past, but not now. You go to butcherbbq.com. You go to trade in at the top right of the navigation. And then you print off the label, send it to Dave. He will weigh it. So if you send in four pounds, he'll uh, bring back four pounds to you of the pork, the beef, or the uh, prime injection. Doesn't get any better than that. Not only is he looking to satisfy his own customers, he's looking to satisfy his competition's customers as well. And he's the only person out there doing it. It's the trade-in program right now. ButcherBBQ.com. The bird booster, the pork injection, the beef injection, the prime injection, the rubs, the sauces. Literally, it's a one-stop shop. Plus, he's got all the barbecue pitmaster uh, packs available. You saw what he used on the show. You want it. He's got all those available. Marketing genius Dave Bosco is basically what it is, folks. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. We're right back with a giveaway. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, uh, I've gone back to this mic again, as you can tell. There's a lot of bass still. I need the feedback. I've reduced it a lot. So it should sound a little better. It might sound a little throaty because, you know, it's right here by my throat. Let me sound if it sounds a little bit better, at least. Tolerable. 
I'm going to use this when I go back into the uh, bar for cocktail time at a different show. Uh, all right, if you want to win from Jim Elser, Pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q, one bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice pork, uh, Q juice, jeez. One bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice pork injection, Sweet Smoke, and then the letter Q.com. Uh, send me an email in the subject line, KCBS President Candy Weaver. Has to be spelled correctly. In the subject line, KCBS President Candy Weaver. For your chance to win Sweet Smoke Q juice. Another chance to win the second hour for that as well. Stick around. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Look, in all fairness, the sound quality is a little bit different because this mic, that mic is $500. And uh, this mic is, you know, more for, you know, off. It's, it's not going to have the same sound. It's not going to have the same sound as this. It's not going to have the same sound as this, right? But it's functional. If I was out walking around the, the town, you'd be able to hear me. But I'm not walking around the town. I'm right here with you. Uh, thanks to Candy Weaver for joining me last segment. Also, thanks to Ted Reader, tedreader.com, uh, Candy Weaver's website, bbqrsdelight.com. What? ICMB. ICBM president. Elma Rose. Put down the drink, buddy. <laughs> Uh, the winner right here is uh, Kent Wheelis. Kent, send me your shipping information. And put Sweet Smoke Q in the uh, subject line so I can uh, make sure that I get that over to Jim and he will send you the Sweet Smoke Q. Somebody said it was great. Somebody, somebody's already got it. Let me go back up through. Uh, who was it? Was that Corey Schrader? Schroeder? The chat has gone too quickly. I've lost it. Corey, did you have that? Rave reviews. Remember, Jim said you could, when you mix it, you could drink it. Speaking of drinks, near the top of the hour, I'm going to go refresh mine. Refresh yours. Why not? And then I'll uh, join you back here towards the top of the hour. Uh, plenty to get to. No. No. That's wrong. Oh. Yeah, I know what the problem is. I get too yappy. I get too yappy is what it is. Anyway. Um, now I've forgotten what I'm going to say. That's all right. Kent Wheelis is going to win. Awesome stuff, uh, Corey says. All right, Kent, you should be excited. Triple excited. Uh, lots more to come here in the second hour. Big competition talk from two of the best out there doing it right now. Uh, two giveaways. Uh, more... Sweet Smoke Q, and uh, we also have some Purple Pork Master barbecue sauce. Uh, I'm going to refuel. You refuel. I'll see you back uh, towards the top of the hour. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. From my heart.
hiding from my hand. Why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? We ate 54 wieners. But listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Ooh, top men. All right, folks, uh, just like that, we're in the second hour. Coming back in from the bar, sorry. Kids playing with the uh, abandoned kitty. Uh, I have never been cat guy by any stretch of the imagination, and uh, guess what? Stray kitty. Sniper. Sniper! No! Get that big stuff out of here. Um, if you have, I can't make sure that I get out of that. Adam says buy a gallon. Buy a gallon of the uh, the Sweet Smoke Q juice. Hey, Jennifer Polymus is in. Sorry, Jennifer. Didn't, uh, didn't get you up to full speed there. Uh, yeah, so freak. Damn kitty shows up. Two weeks ago, and wouldn't you know it, right by my house. Meow, meow, meow. Well, there were three initially, and uh, two evidently took off, left the little one to fend for itself, and I heard all the girls screaming and yelling in their bedrooms last night and made camp right underneath their window and started with the meowing, and we tried to catch it last night, and it's all freaked out. It's you know, small. We took it to the... So we ended up catching it today. Me. I caught that thing. Right by the scruff. Cat-like. Pardon the pun. Cat-like. And uh, got a little uh, pet carrier thing for my in-laws. And then... I'm not trash-talking the kitty. And uh, then we took it to a vet and said, Hey, you know, does it have mange... Is it carrying rabies? We put its head underneath the tire. And he said, hey, it's, it's like three, maybe four years old. Looks to be in really good health. Uh, was, that's what I said, three to four weeks old. I did? Okay, three to four weeks old. Sorry about that. Um, looks to be in good health. Malnourished for sure. Very skinny. Um, you know, so there you go. I mean, you got to do what the kids want to do, right? And uh, we've been talking it out. Do you want to give it? the the vet said he would take it. I was like, boom. No, I was like, boom. Oh, cripes. I was like, boom. Take it. Pay you twenty bucks. He's like, oh no, but it looks like it's got a good home. And look, you know, I don't like cats. 
I don't want him in my house. My wife is allergic to cats. My middle daughter was allergic to cats, although she claims she's not. She's right here on the couch looking at me like I'm some kind of weirdo. So, you know, I don't want to... I'm okay, I guess, with uh, outside cat. Outside cat's good. Does anybody have outside cats? I mean, we'll get a little shelter. It'll feed on mice and such. Aside, you know, we'll supplement it with cat food, I guess. Uh, but that way it's not like indoors. It's, it's, it can't be indoors, much to the kid's chagrin. Uh, it cannot be an indoor cat. It's not going to happen. She, you can't even see her. She's right off to the side here give, trying to sell me on, well, when the, the house is built, we can put it in the basement. How about, we put a how, how about we put a kitty house on the roof and stick it up on the roof? Does anybody have an outdoor kitty? Outdoor cats rock. They kill all the snakes at my place. Kent, bringing it strong. All right, Kent. All right, still to come tonight, Matt Dalton from Left Coast Q. In about 10 minutes, Mike Wozniak from QOW, 30 minutes from now. On the show next week, somebody I've been chasing literally four years, and he will make his first appearance in Barbecue Central Radio Show, uh, Patrick Martin from Martin's Barbecue. Also... Uh, new, not new author, but new book author. No, I didn't say that right either. Multiple time author, pitmaster of Who Are Those Guys? George Hensler has a new book. So we will talk to him about that. It's out now. I got a advanced copy, and as you all know, I love to read, so I've gotten through exactly zero pages. He knows. He knows I didn't read it. About a... Man, I'm not a reader. Wise don't... What does that mean? Um, a lot of people still sending in for the pork injection here. We've got a winner. Kent is a, is a winner. we got another chance. we got two more chances to win this hour. Relax. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. The Sam's Club Series rolled into Indianapolis uh, two weeks ago. I didn't get to this because we had the uh, top hour... Second, well, third guest last hour, uh, last show when we talked about uh, racial tensions and how it relates to Paula Deen. Uh, but two weeks ago, it rolled into Indianapolis. This opened up the local qualifying for the Rockford, Illinois regional that will take place August 3rd. Uh, top six teams moving on to that regional final, uh, winning with 689, just short of 690, 1 2 barbecue. Uh, reserve Grand. Back Porch Q, three Gillies Barbecue. Don't sleep on Gillies. Watch them now. Yellow River Barbecue, fourth. Billy Ray, Bill Ray Barbecue, fourth. I'm sorry, fifth. And Second City Smoke, six. Uh, 20 points, roughly, separating one through six. Uh, of course, this past weekend, Sam's Club rolled into Traverse City, Michigan. This was also a local qualifier for the Rockford, Illinois Regional. And winning that, uh, no surprise, we'll have him on in about uh, 30 minutes from now. Q-Wow, Mike Wozniak and Beth Wozniak. Look at this rolling in. I mentioned at the top. Reserve Grand Champion, TheBBQSuperstore.com. Losing by two points. Close. Uh, friends of the show taking third Motley Q crew. Yeah, boom. Pork of the North, fourth. Big Brothers Barbecue, fifth. And Steel Smoking Barbecue, sixth. So those are 12 teams that are moving on to the uh, to the deal. Uh, All right. 
Shout out to John Dawes for giving me feedback. Boom. Don Wadlow in the house tonight. Don, you did not win. Keep those fat fingers ready. You could win uh, just the next time up. It's just that easy. You win. Don, I have a feeling about you. Uh, Don, a new uh, new listener of the show. All right, so the Tappacue has arrived. Uh, we've talked about the Tappacue. Uh, we've had uh, Chris Marks on f- from uh, Ace of Hearts, and uh, this is what it looks like. This is how it came. This is the unveiling, if you will. Uh, give me a second, because i got to reach up here and grab the actual unit itself. But this is how it came in the box. Uh, and then this is what it looks like when the box was opened. And here's what it looked like uh, all unboxed, if you will. Uh, so basically what you see is a uh, top left, you have the USB cable, you have a power cord in the middle, and then you have the Tappacue uh, transmitter receiver unit uh, right there. And then uh, the four foil packs that you see on the floor are the uh, meat probes. Now, those would look like this. Uh, one and two and three and four. Uh, they're all meat probes. It isn't, you know, one is a, a pit probe and then the other ones are meat probes. It's, it, it can be up to four meat probes. Uh, I mean, if you want to check the temperature of your cooker, you're probably going to have to leave one out. So three meats, let's say. And then you have uh, the Tappacue unit itself. Uh, so it's kind of similar to a high-speed internet modem. Uh, you have the uh, USB port right there. Uh, you have your four ports for entrance into the back of the unit and then power, obviously. And then uh, you have kind of this uh, see-through material, uh, plastics, probably some type of an ABS or a PC ABS. I am a plastics professional. And you plug it in. Uh, it's going to have to be outside. That's like the, the weird thing, right? Uh, so when it's outside... I imagine if you're using it, you're going to have to make sure that you keep it undercover because you have to plug it in. It's going to connect onto your uh, Internet Wi-Fi at home. And then once you have it set up, you download the Tappacue app on your iPhone or Android device, and you can go to the store. You can go three states over if you want. You always have access to if you leave one open for your pit temperature and then uh, for up to three different meets internally. It is not an automatic pit temperature control device. You cannot make temperature adjustments to your pit. Uh, but if you just want something that's like a cruise control, then there you go. Uh, it's uh, 200 bucks, I think. 200 bucks, I, think, I believe it was. Oh, look at this guy. Al Moreau's got screwed by autocorrect. Al. No. Feel for you, brother. Autocorrect. Damn it. Get you every time. Put it up on autocorrect.com. You probably win a prize there. So I haven't used the Tappacue yet. I just got it. Set it up. Had a little issue getting the the Wi-Fi connected. Uh, But now we're up and rolling, so I'm looking forward to using it, uh, hopefully, not only Thursday, uh, but maybe even Sunday as well. Uh, Don't forget, for me, on weekends, softball. No cooking time this summer. Travel softball, if you need All right, gang, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks and Barbecue Supply. What do you want? Look at this kid. Come over here. Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Girls are going to bed here. Hold on. Let me hold on just for one second. Good night. Maddie. Good night.
There we go. All the girls go like that. I've talked with Fred a number of times throughout the last couple of weeks, and he's telling me pretty much some of the same things, right? Kamado Joe cookers, Meadow Creek cookers, spices, sauces, and accessories. Uh, much of these items in stock, ready to ship to you directly. Have you been looking for Oak Ridge brines and rubs? They're here. How about Plowboys rubs and sauces? Yes. How about Smoke on Wheels products? Yes. They have them all. Also, Tasty Licks now carrying Harry Sue's new chicken rub. This is a uh, the same rub that garnered him eight grand championships last year, as well as being KCBS Team of the Year when it comes to chicken. And he's got big green egg items that you can't get anywhere else for your big green egg. Parts, specialty items, things that are made just for him, believe it or not. Now, if you're looking for injections, Tasty Licks carries all the heavy hitters, Butcher's Barbecue, Cosmos Q, every type of barbecue guru, and their associated accessories. Tasty Licks, a green mountain grill pellet dealer. And, as Fred says right here on this show when he's on, they provide a lot of classes to the public as well. Fred teaches a lot of them, but he's also bringing in top pit masters from across the country as well to do those competition cooking classes. Uh, so, teams, if you're looking for a place to get all your stuff, this is the place you want to go. TastyLicksBBQ.com. Pans of different sizes, aluminum trays, gloves, thermometers, turn-in boxes for practice. Make this your one-stop shop. This is TastyLicksBBQ.com. That is the place to go. It's the place to go. So head on over now. Enjoy all the videos that Fred puts up there on his page as well. Plenty of them to look at, uh, giggle and chuckle on, but learn most of all. And don't forget, Tasty Licks manufactures and sells their own line of barbecue sauces and rubs, too. You have to try those. When you order, drop Fred a line that you heard about them here on this show. Let him know you appreciate his support of the show. You're going to support him as well. TastyLicksBBQ.com. And uh, we're back with Mr. Left Coast Q, Matt Dalton, right after. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, don't forget coming up in about 20 minutes from now, Mike Wozniak from QOW will be joining us. But my first guest in the second hour, currently on a three-contest win streak. They have five overall grand championships already this season. They are currently ranked fifth overall KCBS Team of the Year points race. Six overall in the chicken category. Let's head on over to the proverbial hotlines and welcome back Pitmaster of Left Coast Q, Matt Dalton, joining me here on the show. Matt, how are you, bud? Pretty good. How are you doing, Greg? Doing absolutely fabulous, Matt. Appreciate you asking. Got to fix my uh, graphics here. Everybody's doing uh, Skype audio only, so I got to make sure we got the right pictures up for the right people. So, look, Matt, before we get into the competitions and whatnot, uh, for the folks who maybe aren't as uh, familiar with you and the team, a little background about you and when you decided to get into this barbecue competition scene. Uh, we, we started in uh, 2010 uh, in May. Bakersfield, we uh, took a reserve grand there. Are you getting a little bit of feedback, Greg? Uh, I'm not, but let me, uh, I'll dump you, I'll call you right back. It should be just fine. 
Okay. Right. Dumping Matt. And then we're going to call Matt right back. I could tell he, he was fighting with himself there. He's like, hello, hello. What? Automatic voice message system. Guy's probably in the low-lying regions of the West, uh, West Coast. Yeah, uh, audio was good on my end, too. But sometimes when you're the, uh, the guest on the phone, you can, you know, depending on how Skype connects and whatever, it could be, uh, could be a nightmare. All right, Matt, how's that? Is it a little Great. bit better for you? Is that better? I didn't have the echo. You had it on your end. So if it's better for you, it's better for me. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that's a lot better. All right, yeah. sometimes Skype doesn't connect um, properly and blah, blah, blah. So go ahead. We started out in May of 2010, um, and uh, we ended up taking the rookie team of the year here in California, and we ended up with a stack of reserve grants up until last year when I was on the show. That was our first grant. Um, <clears throat> since then, um, we ended up with a few more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. We had uh, two, back-to-back, <laughs> two back-to-back in May, and they were, uh, one was in Nevada and one was in uh, Long Beach, and then we've been on a three-win Three win win streak, um, Fillmore, Pachanga, and now Santa Clara, which is Northern California. It's a really far drive for us, uh, about nine and a half hours with traffic. So um, that's about it. Uh, we, uh, my team is uh, consisted of uh, Mo Lyons, a good friend of mine, uh, James Miranda, and uh, my son, Matthew Dalton. You got your son uh, doing pit stuff with you? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, he just got a job, so he's uh, he had to miss the last one, which he was bummed. I oh, called I him right away, and, you know. So. Matt Dalton he, joining after us. After we won the last one. Matt Dalton joining us here on the what show. Left Coast Q <laughs> is his team. If you want to check out the website here while we're talking, Left Coast, and then the uh, letter Q.com is the website. I mean, what, did you just get a hair up your ass and say, hey, I, I got to get into this competition scene? Did, did you and your buddies talk about it? I mean, like, what's the precipitating well, event that gets you into this? Well, I had been cooking for or, since I was about 15 in the backyard. And, uh, you know, most people, when you talk about California barbecue or you throw that out, especially out here, um, probably 90% of the people think it's throwing hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill in the backyard. Um, I started getting in serious smoking maybe 2008, 2009 and playing around with stuff and, you know, basically over smoking and playing around and, uh, pit masters happened and we were watching that and we just had a kind of a wild hair. We went to the class, Myron's class. And then three weeks later we went and picked up a pit from him and, uh, we practiced for eight weeks in a row. And then we went to Bakersfield and we took reserve grand the first time out. But, you know, where we are today is basically a culmination of a lot of hard work um, and a lot of networking friends and uh, just the passion that lies behind it. Uh, without that, <clears throat> you just would get really old, I, I would imagine, to some people, especially if you don't do well. It's not an easy game and it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been lucky to um, hit those flavors right. You know, I've never judged. Uh, no one on my team has ever judged. I've, I've taken the class, but um, I just basically figured that out on my own. Um, you know, a lot of research, you know, listening to a lot of good people in the industry. Just little nuggets you can pick up uh, have paid off. 
you know. So are you running with the same guys each and every weekend, or does it kind of alternate in and out? Uh, pretty much. I mean, down here in Southern California, um, we're, we're fairly close to Nevada and Arizona. So, I mean, we do contests in Arizona and Nevada more often than we go to Northern California. We just, uh, that last contest in Santa Clara was our first time cooking up there since 2011. Um, so we, we like to be able to cook in other states too and do well in those states. Um, you know, to diversify, get farther out. That's part of what was behind the left coast name is to, you know, be identified with California when we went elsewhere, you know? Matt Dalton joining us here on the show, pitmaster of Left Coast Q. You know, Matt, there's a lot of teams with just one guy doing the whole deal. There are a lot of husband and wife teams that are out there like yours. Uh, you have more than two members. How do you manage, like, right. the team dynamic and stay on track at each contest? Um, we've, we've done 50-plus comps now, so it's pretty much it's a routine, Greg. It's almost like... And I don't want to say it's like work, but it really is. I mean, when we pull up there, we have an agenda, and that's to try to win the contest. Um, we, if we can get there early, we do. Um, just all the little things um, that we can put together as a team. You know, I'm making the calls on all the flavors and everything, but everyone else is in there overseeing. You know, when we're building boxes, we're all standing right there. Uh, just like a couple of weeks ago, we ended up taking first in ribs, and the box was pretty ugly. Um, but my son was like, slow down, dad, touch them all. You know, I cut up six racks and I put them in the box and I still thought they were crap, but lo and behold, they were first place. So it just goes to show you, you know, appearance, um, you know, I, that's what has happened to us. I think this year where is all these little tiny decisions and those little tiny tweaks and turns that we've made have turned reserves into grants. So let me ask you the obvious question here, Matt. Would you be able to do a contest on your own, and how do you think you would do if uh, faced with it? Um, <laughs> I thought it would be fine. I mean, it's um, it, it would just be more of me doing all the little things, cleaning up, uh, you know. But as far as cooking the meat, I could do it, no problem. All right, so this past weekend, you notched your third win in a row in as many contests in Santa Clara. As you mentioned before, you also won at Temecula and Fillmore two weeks prior. If I go through the mm -hmm. 2013 results, you have been pretty consistent holding you know, one or two of the 11 that you've done so far off to the side. Is there one or two things that you can point at to this stage of the game that's really getting you in that position to win each and every week? Um, I think it's a lot of things. It's, um, like I said, all the little tweaks, um, knowing when to change. Um, and I'm not talking big change here, just talking little adjustments, a rub here or there. We have a lot of rubs in our game. Um, might be changing one of those out. Um, and really, Greg, it's, it's coming down to cooking your meat perfectly. Um, the flavors out here, which are probably pretty much the same across the country now because of the internet classes, um, all of that, uh, commercial rubs, everything. It's, it's kind of vanilla, vanillaized in a way. Um, but you have to make that meat perfectly cooked and it has to have the pop. 
And it has to be basically, in my opinion, I'm trying to put in front of those judges undeniably great barbecue. Uh, No matter if they're 15 to 80, when they eat it, they go, well, that's, gosh, that's really good. You know, and uh, that's what we try to do. When you mention the word uh, pop, can you quantify that into anything more specific than, than pop? Is it... Uh, flavor on the tongue—is it appearance? Is how it's at the box? What what does pop mean? Exactly? Oh, I, th- I I think I think it's all of it. Well, you know, you want it to pop into the eye. Uh, when they open that box, of course, you eat with your eyes first, no matter what anyone says. If it looks good, if it, it, if they give it a nine off the bat, they're going to expect that when they eat it. Um, the pop—it's basically a balanced marriage—is what I'm trying to do. Is it salty, smoky, sweet, savory, all of it, all in one, and a a slight back kick. Matt Dalton joining me here on the show, Left Coast, and then the letter Q, leftcoastq.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, What are you cooking on? Why did you uh, you choose those cookers? We really like the Jack's Old South as far as the water content went. We were fascinated with that. Now, hold on one second. Let me interrupt just for one second. Uh, I'm wildly <laughs> fascinated with not necessarily the Jack's Old South cooker because, uh, quite frankly, you're like right. the only one that I know that actually uses those. Uh, well, aside from Myron. <laughs> but, right. you know, you, right. you, you hear it all the time, especially with these Weber Smoky Mountain style cookers, is right. there is a water pan. Now, a lot of people will change out water and go to sand because they're lazy or, or whatever the case may be, or they want to get up in the middle of the night and refresh the water because eventually it'll evaporate off. But there's constant talk about how that water pan lends to a humid environment or that it's uh, getting extra moisture into the meat. Matt, between you and me, it's the biggest bunch of bullshit I have ever heard in my life, unless that water is boiling. And... Typically, and I don't know about Jack's Old South Cookers, and you're going to be able to speak to this, and this is why I'm asking you this really long-ended question. In, right. in the Weber Smoky Mountain, you do not get it to boil. You can put wine in right. there. You can put onions in there. It is doing nothing except you're wasting money, and it's a heat sink. <laughs> it, it, does it differ yeah. with the Jack's Old South Smoker? It's very much different, Greg. Um, the firebox that we got with that, and, 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 and this is not a knock on my or anything. It's not the best this is a very old one. It's a, it's a whole hog cooker that was made by Maxi. He used to build them before the guy that's building them now. Um, it, it, it is boiling water almost the whole time. We probably burned through almost 50 gallons of water per cook through that thing. Really? Yes. And, but the firebox is four feet long and I, you know, I, I probably burned now. We just built a new firebox, which is, helped color uh, and fuel consumption this year. I raised it up about another inch to get more airflow underneath, and boom, it's better color, less fuel. Um, but I've got a raging fire there. You know, it's kind of weird. I mean, it's almost like when I learned to weld uh, with a stick welder, you know, uh, and I went to a mid-gun, it was much easier to lay the bead. So I, I feel like I could just step right over to another cooker because you don't, there's so many variables with that cooker. Um, it's like a f- constant battle almost, you know, with, the, with the, any stick burner to a certain point. But 
it works good for us and it's won us, you know, a lot. So, you know, we, we talked about change earlier in the year, talking about going to maybe a gravity feed or, uh, the backwoods. Got a lot of ideas, a lot of people. Um, my buddy Sterling says, well, you can borrow whatever you need. I haven't tried that out. I'm not going to do it now mid season, maybe off season. We'll give a couple, uh, other cookers a try, but, uh, you know, right now, you know, and, and actually you're right with the uh, moisture content on there, uh, with ribs. I really like it. Brisket, not so much. I've been, uh, running our brisket on a Mac pellet cooker, you know, so just for the bark factor. Look, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You've only won three in a row, right? Exactly. Jeez, you know, yeah. I, I'm sure there's people out there going, God, you know, when we cooked the King of the Smoker last year, and you were down there with that old pig with all these jambos, you know, it's, uh, it was it was pretty funny. Absolutely. Know? But, you know, we're making it work. So, Matt Dalton joining guess, me uh, here on the show. <laughs> Matt, you know, we're starting to see more and more West Coast teams rise through the ranks of KCBS. You know, a few years ago, Cali teams might not have been given the respect that they deserve, but now it's almost like you guys are out there commanding it. Do you think that the West Coast teams don't get their just due from other regions of the country, or is it undeniable at this point? Well, no, I, I, I think no, I think uh, California will forever be kind of the uh, Rodney Dangerfield of barbecue, so to speak. Uh, and and so, <laughs> excuse me, some of that lies back to my opinion, we don't have a barbecue heritage or history here. Now you could say Santa Maria barbecue is quote barbecue, not really. It's live fire cooking. It's grilling. It's not slow and slow. You know, we don't, we don't have that, um, long history here. Anything as far as, especially in the comp world that's going on here has been brought from somewhere else. Um, so, but you know, and I, Sterling Ball winning the American Royal last year, and this is not to swing from his nuts here, but I'm sure it shocked a lot of people that a team from California walked away with the Royal. I mean, I, if I was from the Midwest, I would have been shocked, you know. But I, I think things have changed, you know. Like I said, a lot of classes and <clears throat> Internet, uh, all the rubs that are out there people are using, I mean, a lot of the flavors here, I'm sure, are what's going on other other areas of the country as well. <clears throat> so as a team who has now seen some good success, especially as of late, what are some things that you used to do for contests that you wouldn't do no way, no how at this stage of the game? Um, getting really hammered uh, the night before. Why, why <laughs> did I know that was going to come up? I knew it. That's like uh, when I hear. Let me. Th- one of the most fascinating things is you, know, you hear the teams are really starting to garner a lot of success, and I say, "Hey, you know what? When you were doing it three or four years ago, what were you doing that you aren't doing now?" Inevitably, it's like, "Hey, we're just not going out and getting hammered like we used to on a Friday night. We're we're treating it as you said a little bit earlier. It's almost like a job now. So you're showing up, you're staying sober, and sure. you're making sure that you're hitting right. your marks on Saturday." Right. And I think too, a lot of it too, is we've slowed down, you know, um, we don't rush, you know, every, everything has its time and we just try to hit our marks. You know, uh, if something goes wrong, it's, 
being able to overcome that, um, you know, not get flustered in the heat of the moment, you know, it's just barbecue, <laughs> slow down, you know, and put the best product in the box. I mean, really, really paying attention to that, I think is what's brought us a lot of success this year for sure. No doubt about it. So let me ask you this uh, last question here before I let you go tonight, Matt. And uh, I had had Tim Grant from uh, True Bud Barbecue on a couple weeks ago, and he had made mm-hmm. kind of this revelation statement that uh, he was seeing a trend that teams were purposely going away from injecting the big meats altogether. Uh, something that you're seeing, something that you're hearing about at all or not at all? Um, I've, I've heard of it. I know a few people that are kind of going away from that, that um, maybe are trying to go back to the simpler, you know, less rub, you know, no injects. I I don't really know anyone that's doing that on pork. Beef, yeah. Um, me, I'm still doing it because it's it works for us. It, I, I believe it drives, there's nothing else will drive the flavor deep into the meat like injecting will. You know, brining, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, it's it's just not going to do it. Nothing's going to push that flavor in there. And in my opinion, if you're cooking commodity pork, um, it's pretty bland to begin with. Um, And we don't have an overpowering injection, but uh, it enhances the flavor that's there. And lately when I've pulled it, it's been very juicy. So um, definitely not going away from doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said before, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, Matt Dalton is the pit master of Left Coast Q. They are currently fifth overall in the KCBS Team of the Year race. Greg, we're ninth. I I just want to correct that. I don't know. You might have looked at barbecue race. Yeah, I did. Something's a little screwy on there. We're actually ninth. I don't want to. Hey. You know what? Bullshit. I read it on the internet. It is true. You are fifth place. They can kiss my ass. All right, you're, ni- you're ninth place. If you want to be ninth, you be ninth. You're the you're the man. Uh, but I appreciate hey, the time tonight, honest, and uh, just being honest. yeah, I don't know. I appreciate that, uh, and I appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon, buddy. All right, buddy. It was good talking to you. All Thanks right. for having me on. You got it. There he is, Matt Dalton, Left Coast Q, leftcoastq.com. How in the goddamn? After I give a love to barbecue race, they're going to send me looking like the fool. Tell you, somebody's going to get a call tonight, and their name rhymes with Neath Mall. Um, your chance to win Purple Pork Masters barbecue sauce right after that. <clears throat> uh, folks, you know what time it is. You want a watch, you want a ring, you want a gold necklace, diamond earrings, you know, you name it. My guy, Stephen DeFranco, has it. And for a good... No, I'm messing around with GD camera all damn night. I run the fine line. I don't want too much uh, top, but, you know, I'm like right here at the top head. Plus, no hair. Look, uh, go to stephendefranco.com, stephendefranco.com, and peruse the inventory, first and foremost. Uh, Once you have everything set, you give them a call, 440-943-2700, 440-943-2700. And then he will help you uh, get you outfitted with exactly what you need. And best of all, it's free shipping, it's free engraving, it's free gift wrapping, all that great stuff. And he'll make sure that he's asking you the right questions. 
You know, nothing worse than just going in and being sold on something you don't need. If you're looking to hit a certain theme, a certain emotion, maybe it's an anniversary, maybe it's a date, whatever the case may be, uh, Steve is going to hook you up, give you the right advice and the fair price that you need. So why not give it a call? 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve when you call. Get on the phone, and when Steve answers, say, hey, I'm a centralite. I listen to the show every Tuesday. He says I should call in. I need to ask for you. I'm a barbecue brother or sister. Uh, watch the numbers fall off. Watch the free shipping. If you get a watch, you get the free year of warranty, all that great stuff. It's only brought to you by the only barbecue jeweler of the stars, Stephen DeFranco. Appreciating his sponsorship of the show, stephendefranco.com or 440-943-2700. Uh, your chance to win purple pork master's barbecue sauce coming up right after this. Stick around. On the show, ready to stuff away for nobody. That's why it's free of charge. You can win stuff and I'll give it away for free. All right, so uh, here we go again. Uh, I've moved the mic all the way back up here. Does that sound any better? Does it sound any better? Now I've jacked up the bass quite a bit. Just for fun. Why not? Uh, so you let me know. You saw her clearly. Yeah, I know. John, I'm not even going to read that email. I don't like the way that sounds. It's a little too bassy for me. All right, so I've dialed it back. Uh, anyway, your chance to win Purple Pork Masters barbecue sauce. It took second place in Memphis in May 2010, and the team was 2012 National Pork Champion based upon the D.C. barbecue battle. Uh, thanks to Central Lake Don G. for this item. Visit purplepporkmasters.com for more information. Or to grab your own right now, Purple Pork Masters. In the subject line, Left Coast Q. Spell it right, and you can win. Mike Wozniak coming up right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Ooh. Alan Frankel fell for it. Almost. Not right. That is incorrect. you got to spell it right. Left Coast Q. Google it. As they say in France, Google it. They don't say that. All right. Uh, helping me close out the show tonight, well-known and highly successful pitmaster, uh, they have taken part in 18 events this year. They have won five of them. They are leading the ribs category in KCBS right now. They are fifth in chicken, ninth in pork and brisket. That gets them a ninth overall for Team of the Year in 2010. They were KCBS Team of the Year. Let's welcome back Pitmaster of QI, Mike Wozniak, joining me here on the show. Mike, how are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going absolutely fabulous, Mike. I appreciate you uh, making time for the show. Let me uh, go ahead and make sure I got my uh, proper graphics up here tonight for the people that are watching on the video side. So, look, another great weekend for QOW that has passed, Mike. You, you hit Traverse City, Michigan. You cooked the Sam's Club local qualifier. How was this weekend in a general sense, you know, like anything out of the ordinary that you had to contend with that might make the cook a little bit more difficult? Oh, we... Um I had a really nice uh, brisket, a high-grade one, and sometimes and it was real soft. You could just tell it was going to be a nice brisket. Um, 
I normally check them about 8.30 in the morning, and they're usually done about 9 to 9.15. When I probed it at 8.30, it was already over temp. Um, <laughs> so I thought we might be in trouble. And when I sliced it, it was mealy, you know, where you chew on it, and it kind of is dry and kind of, you, you know, the more you chew on it, the worse it gets. So we thought we were in big trouble. So I, uh, I juiced it. You know, I took the stuff out of the foil, and we juiced it, and we glazed it, you know, pretty heavily. And uh, we ended up getting 11th. Uh, I think that was a gift. When that happens, when you are, you know, that far in advance of, of where you're looking to have your finished temperature at, and, you know, when you typically game plan to pull it off, is it is it really kind of like an emergency room type situation? Or have there been other times when you've been able to salvage it and maybe hit the top five or, or better? Well, you know, if it's just overdone, um, um, temp, you know, you get it really hot. You can throw it on ice and cool it off, and it'll 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 tighten up a little bit. But this had gotten to the point where it was kind of like I say mealy, where you know you get kind of a dry, crumbliness uh, in your mouth. And like I say, it was a high grade brisket. It still had good flavor and everything. So, I mean, uh, we have been doing pretty well in brisket. You know, um, and to get eleventh, I mean, uh, you know, and, and I thought it was a bad brisket. I thought I thought, oh my god, we're not going to be in the top six. You know, we drove all this way up here, and. Um, <laughs> You know, we, we usually, we know what to do to salvage things. And, I, you know, like I said, I juiced it the best we could, and I glazed it. And I think, plus we had pretty good burn-ins, and I think that helped quite a bit. Um, but, you know, what, what really saved us, we had we had huge scores in chicken and uh, pork. Like, I'm going to ask you to, like, do your best recollection. What's, like, the worst situation you've ever cooked in? The worst situation, you mean, where I've actually screwed something up? No, like, uh, you know, well, it could be both, like screwed something up or, or weather-wise where you're like, man, we're never going to get through this cook. Just like the, the worst situation where you left that week and you're like, man, I well, never want to do that again. In 2008, we cooked the uh, Des Plains, Illinois Winter Burn. It's not a KCBS contest, uh, but it is a professional contest. And um, you do four categories all on Sunday, <clears throat> and uh, it's chicken, ribs, pork loin, and brisket. Um. And up by Chicago in early February, it's pretty cold. Uh, we stayed at my wife's sister's house. And when we left, I think uh, it was five below zero. And then when we got there, <laughs> you know, it, it was still around that temperature. And the wind was blowing. And the wind chill was like 30 below. So the first thing we did, we got there five in the morning. We lit the, we lit the cooker up. And it took it two hours to get up the temperature. <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, I don't know if you ever cooked in something that cold. We were cooking out of an easy up at the time. Uh it stiffens you up, I and mean, we could go inside and get warm. But when we were driving home that evening, uh, we stopped at uh, you know to get diesel fuel and go to McDonald's and stuff like that. I slid out of you know we got a tall diesel truck. When I slid out of it, I couldn't jump back in. I was so stiff. <laughs> I mean, it was almost hilarious me trying to climb back in. Mike Wozniak joining me here on the show, pitmaster of QWOW. Uh, Mike, as far as turn-ins went this past weekend. Uh, you win chicken and pork. Uh, you go 10 and 11 in ribs and brisket, respectively. Were the chicken and the pork winners in your mind, or was that a little bit of a shock to you? No, I knew the chicken was really good, and I, I told uh, my wife Beth, I said, this pork, is, it was probably the best pork we cooked all year. Uh, we tried something different, and I know that sounds kind of silly to try something new at a <laughs> at a at a qualifier like that, but... We had been getting beaten up on pork. You know, last week we got twentieth, and it really, it really killed us. You know, we had a second in chicken, and uh, we got a, we got tenth in, or yeah, I think we were tenth in ribs, and um, 
we we had like eighth place brisket, but the twentieth place and and pork just killed us. And we cook our our slicer and our uh, polar differently. Well, the pulled pork has been fabulous. So I thought, well, let's let's try something. Let's try to cook the uh, slicer just like the polar and just pull it off ten degrees earlier. And that's what we did. And uh, it was pretty fabulous. Uh, so we're gonna try to duplicate that. This uh, we have two contests this weekend. We're doing Whiting, Iowa tomorrow and Thursday, and then uh, we're driving up to St. Charles, Illinois, and doing a Friday-Saturday contest. Geez, nothing like uh, burning it at both ends, right? Uh, It's been rough. Uh, (laughs) We did um, Davenport, Iowa, which is Saturday, Sunday, um, and then um, we left uh, what would be Wednesday morning, that Wednesday morning to drive up to Traverse City because it's a beautiful place and we want to do some touristy stuff. So we got back, you know, late Saturday night, and then we did the turnaround, and we just left this morning. So uh, I had most of the meat prepped ahead of time, uh, and I, I did some chicken, and we flash froze it. And, you know, I just only had two days, and, you know, you can't always get the meat you want. So uh, that's why we went ahead and bought some of it ahead of time and, uh, and trimmed, like, the ribs and some of the chicken. Uh, Mike Wozniak joining me here on the show. Three out of the three out of the ten get calls. Uh, three out of the ten. Three out of the four uh, get calls. You win two of those uh, as a pit master, and you knew that you know kind of how that brisket was feeling to you. Did you think you just tanked it altogether? Did you think that even though uh, it was not the best, you juiced it like you said, you still might be around that tenth, uh, eleventh spot? No, absolutely not. Um... <laughs> I know, you know, we've been doing this. I think we're up to like 370 contests. We've been doing this for 13 years. I know when we turn in a good product, and I know when we turn in a bad product. You know, I think the most disturbing thing is when you turn in something good and you get hammered. Uh, but when you turn in something bad and you get hammered for it, you know, you just, you know, it's your fault. And uh, I one judge gave me a 966, you know, nine in presentation and 66. And actually, I thought he was probably the closest one. And then well, we got some other good scores. I mean, uh, we gave him the best slices we could. You know, dead center, you know, was the best. And I think the burnt ends were good. So I think, you know, there might have been some good service. I can't taste every slice I put in the box, you know. I wish I could. Uh, but but I can't. But uh, I know on both ends they were. It was a little mealy. So hopefully some of the thicker slices in the center might maybe work slightly better. But we were really expecting. We were just hoping that you know the the better meats would drag us just to get sixth place, just to go on. Because you know in the Sam's thing, the hardest thing is to get from the round of 750 to the round of 150. Yeah. Um, and you, that local contest is the one that it's, you know, some strange things happen. And we've seen teams that have never won before win. We've seen teams that have never hardly cooked, you know, qualify. So you just never know. So let me follow up. I mean, it's almost like we had this planned out in advance because you dovetailed nicely into my next question. Is there a potential hazard for teams going into the local event in that, you know, the top six are advancing? So it would be easy to say that you don't have to win to move on because, well, I mean, basically you don't. You have to be in the top six. Is there an opportunity to be too relaxed and miss your marks at that point? Um, I think there is. And I'll tell you what, the local ones I think are the the toughest contest in this respect because you've got a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of teams that maybe cook once or twice a year. You really don't know. Uh, and, and they're local teams. And sometimes local flavors 
are a lot different than what we do. I mean, there's certain places that we, we cook and we just get hammered because, and you'll look and you'll see over a bunch of, especially like Louisville, Kentucky or somewhere like that. The locals just seem to have the uh, flavor profile figured out. So when you go in somewhere like Traverse City, um, I know they like it a little bit sweeter. You know, we add a little bit of brown sugar to our sauces and stuff like that, but uh, you just you just never know. And uh, we took it very serious. I mean, I, I put some really, you know, I trimmed out some really nice meat and, uh, you know, I bought extra meat and um, I cooked extra pork and I had this high-grade brisket set aside uh, for that contest. And then, uh, you know, I screwed it totally up. And uh, you know, I was telling everybody, you know, some of my neighbors there, um, I said, no, nah, I screwed the brisket up. We're just hoping to get sixth. And uh, um, luckily, we just we hit a couple good tables in pork and chicken, and uh, got some really high scores. I think we got a 177 in uh, chicken, which all that is is one eight in taste away from a 180. Mike Wozniak joining me here on the show. So you move on to Rockford for the regional finals. That's in about a month or so. You know, as a quick aside, mm-hmm. I'd like to say I did an interview with uh, the KCBS Bullsheet, and I picked. This region, the the, the uh, Rockford, Illinois region, to produce the whole winner of this whole Sam's Club series. So no pressure, Mike, of course. Uh, you'll obviously have some cooks under your belt before that. I mean, you're going to be doing two this weekend. Are there teams out there doing it as much as QOW or another top team in, in a better situation to continue to win and move on because you have the methods and the techniques and all of this stuff honed so well by now? Are you guys in a better situation to win than, than the teams that aren't doing it as much as you guys? Uh, I think I think that's absolutely true. Uh, you know, there has there isn't too many situations I haven't seen, uh, and I I know normally how to fix things if they're not quite right. You know, we always cook white and dark meat and chicken, and this is just an example. And there's been times when um, the white meat and white meat's hard to cook. If you don't if you don't nail the white meat, you know what? You just leave it out of the box and you just put extra dark meat in. Uh, and uh, conversely, there was one time when I don't know if we mixed the rub up wrong or whatever, but I bit into the dark meat and it was like my mouth was on fire. And uh, I said, we can't put this in the box. It's awful. So we just got a bunch of parsley, and uh, we put just slices of uh, breast meat down the middle and uh, parsley all around it and. Uh, I think we were still able to salvage like a, a fifth or a sixth out of it. But if we had put, you know, crappy dark meat in there, you know, that would have just pulled the whole score down. You're better off if you, if something doesn't turn out, just leave it out of the box and go with uh, just what you have. That's pretty good. Mike Wozniak joining me here on the show, pitmaster of QOW. You know, Mike, one of the changes that I really liked seeing was that team of the year points will follow the finishes where – you know, before it was just at the local events, and then some teams were just deciding not to move on to those regional rounds because they were chasing Team of the Year for KCBS. Do you think that that will increase the popularity of this series going forward, like in the next year and years forward? Right. Well, you know, I'm, I've been on the uh, uh, KCBS uh, Rules Committee for the past uh, couple of years, and that was uh, my suggestion. Um, mine and I think Barry Johnson from Swig and Pig, we talked about it, and we got think about it. And really the reason for that rule that no invitationals or, or anything like that were points was that at one time, you know, like when you did the uh, Royal Invitational, there was no other contest that weekend. But, you know, when we started, there was like less than 80 contests a year. Now we're up between five and 600. So what we did, we, uh, we talked to the board and uh, as one of the rules I suggested, and I think Mike Peters um, put it up for a vote. And so next year, uh, the regionals and the final and the Sam's and also the, um, Royal Invitational will be points because I, I I put forth that scenario. I said, look, 
here's somebody that qualifies for the um, Sam's final, but yet they're in the running for um, you know KCS team of the year. Why do we want them to be in that position where they have to choose between one or the other? Right. You know, let them let them cook. And and realistically. If you're cooking the Sam's Final, you're cooking against some damn fine teams. Oh, for sure. You don't have an advantage by cooking it. You're actually, you know, you're cooking against, you know, you're not cooking against like half good teams and half teams that are, you know, they're out there having fun. You're cooking against 50 good teams. So if you win that and you get some points out of it, uh, which help you, you deserve it. You know, another topic tonight, Mike, that I wanted to hit on is this highly coveted Jack Daniels cook-off. There are a few ways to get in. You win previous year, uh, you get to come back and defend. You get a bung pulled out of the hopper, uh, and you can go. Or you win seven contests within this defined period of time, you get an automatic invite. A little earlier this year, you punch your ticket with the seventh win to go and compete. Always a good deal to get down there and give it a run, Mike, or, or would you really not miss it if you didn't go? Uh, you know, we've gone now. This will be our ninth year, and... Uh... It's like uh, crack cocaine. I think once you get it, you want to keep going. Uh, it's a, it's one of the most fun contests. We love going there. We have a good time. Uh, we actually knew we were going, you know, this is the 25th year, and so they're bringing all the past champions back anyway. Now, that was not to compete in the main, uh, call it the main event or the 25th anniversary event, but uh, they're going to bring us back. And call, it's going to be called the Circle of Champions. Uh, there's 20... 22 past champions. You know, you got Johnny Triggs who's doubled up, and uh, well, Donnie Teal and Bart cooked together one. Bart Clark cooked together one year, and then you, you know you got some teams that I don't know if they'll even ever get a hold of them. You know, because it's so long ago. So we're expecting maybe uh, you know 15 to 18 teams out of all that, maybe more. I don't know. We haven't. We don't. I don't know as a as a cook yet how they're going to do it, but we're going to be able to cook in two events. Us so far, it's us. And um, pigskins, you know, they're the defending champions. Yep. And uh, so we're going to have the opportunity to cook uh, twice down there. You know, there, there's so much majesty that goes along with this contest, Mike. And, of course, as you just referenced, you won it in 2010. When you look back at that year, you won the Jack. Uh, you also got KCBS Team of the Year that year. Was that like a perfect storm year for you and Beth? Or have you felt that other years have been just as good or maybe even better than that one? Uh, no, I don't think, you know, that's all downhill from that year. Uh, we won the Kingsford points chase also and what it was. And, and I, this is what I attribute it to, you know, because we were doing the Kingsford point chase, we were traveling all over the country and, um, we were giving judges we had never cooked for, you know, the opportunity to try something, you know, from, you know, our region. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, liked it. We, we won contests, you know, basically all over the country. And, um, we did that in 2010 and 2011. And then this last year, like, uh, we just last year and this year, we've been staying close to home. Um, last year we actually had a good year. We won eight contests and had seven reserves, which by, you know, you know, a few years ago that you were the team of the year and we finished yep. seventh overall. And I know my buddy Parrot had, he had nine grands and he was uh, ninth overall. Uh, and that's, that's the difference between cooking, um, smaller contests and bigger contests. And, um, you know, if you're going to go for team of the year, you really, you need to do a mix of some, uh, medium contests and some big ones. Uh, the medium contest, you can really rack up the, um, the points for, um, the categories. And then you have to have some, you have to win some of those big contests to get those, um, 50 point bonus. And, uh, you know, we, this, this like last year and this year, we just have not been hitting a, a huge contest. Now we've still got some coming up 
And, uh, you know, we're going to be right in there. I look for us to be somewhere, you know, in the 2,600 to 2,700 point range. But, you know, True Bud's already, he already has 2,800 points racked up. And yeah. uh, he really doesn't have to do too much just to stay where he's at. Mike Wozniak joining me here on the show. He's the pit master of QL. Uh, currently, well, assuming, oh, shit. Well, I know this is all wrong because uh, Left Coast Q is currently ninth place. So I, I went to barbecue race for my information. Evidently, that's all bullshit. So where are you, uh, team of the year right now, uh, points race wise, Mike? Uh, we, we, it's kind of funny. We won a contest and dropped. Uh, we're eighth, I believe, uh, overall. All right. Um, I think three eyes. They they cooked. They won a contest that had the same number of teams, but I think their throw. You know, you you know all how the throwout works. Your lowest, you throw out your lowest score. Yeah. And so they moved ahead of us. I think they're four points ahead of us, and then. Um, I can't think of the team that's um, six, but they're like another. Oh, Darren uh, from Iowa Smoky D's. Yeah. He's like another few points ahead of us. Um, we've got some low score outs, uh, low throwouts coming. You know, we're leading uh, ribs right now, and uh, we have a huge advantage because the next score we throw out is a 136. So if we could do well in ribs this weekend, we could pick up theoretically, you know, 140 to 200 points, just depending if we, you know, get. You know, get two calls this weekend, or just one, or something like that. May we may get none, so you just never know. Absolutely. Uh, so he's going to go to Whiting, Iowa, and then is it was it St. Charles, Missouri next? St. Charles, uh, Illinois. It's up uh, oh, in the uh, western suburbs of Chicago. Gotcha. All right. So uh, two contests for QL coming up this weekend, uh, and then they're of course are moving on to the Sam's Club Regional Final in Rockford, Illinois, which will take place uh, just about a month from now. Mike, always appreciate the time. Good luck tomorrow, and, uh, and then the one in Illinois as well. And we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, Greg. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. You Bye. got it. There he is, Mike Wozniak, the Wizard of Woz, ladies and gentlemen. Way late, ran over. That's all right. Good news is I had a uh, sponsor drop out. Bad news. Good news is we can do a giveaway. So we're uh, going to shoot through this real quick. This isn't. Uh, I'm not going to do a read. Already got a bunch of people lined up. I'm not going to say, "Hey, this is where you get." To it's going to be gone next week. Don't even worry. Uh, your chance to win the last bottle of sweet smoke. Sorry, uh, we did have a winner this past segment for the Purple Pork Masters Barbecue Sauce, Don Wadlow. Boomer. Boomer. Don Wadlow won Purple Pork Masters. But you get a chance to win Jim Elser's Pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q, a bottle of Sweet Smoke Q juice in about three seconds. Stick around. All right. I'm doing it again. I need the feedback. I got to see how this thing works. All right. Uh, your chance to win from Pitmaster Jim Elser of Sweet Smoke Q. One bottle of Sweet Smoke Q. Sweet Smoke Q juice, pork injection. You can get your own at Sweet Smoke and then the letter Q.com. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q.com. Uh, or you can send me an email and try and win it right now on the subject line QOW. You have to spell it right. This can be hard. You have to spell it right. Or you're not going to win a bottle of 
Sweet Smoke Q Juice from Jim Elser, pitmaster of Sweet Smoke Q. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q dot com. Sweet Smoke Q. Q Wow wins it. Good luck. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Hmm. Basic Patrick, negative. You did not win this time. A Q-Wow. You have to spell it right. You spelled it right, but you didn't spell it right. Uh-oh. John Dawson. Boom. All capital letters. Q-Wow. Ho-ho! Ball double! There you go. Capital. Q-U-A-U. Q-Wow. I mean, I don't know why, but that's what it is. Look it up. I mean, don't look it up on Casey uh, on barbecuerace.com. Oh, we're going to have fun with that one, I can guarantee it. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. All right, Johnny? What? Come on, give me the my outro music. Jeez. All the way back in the first hour, folks, we talked with Ted Reader at 914. Remember that? That was awesome. Tedreader.com is a website. And then at 9.35, we talked to Candy Weaver, president of KCBS, owner of Barbecuers Delight. I love Barbecuers Delight Woodhouse, sponsor of the show. You'll see it flashing up here on the lower third here in a second. Uh, 10.14, it was Matt Dalton breaking down their awesome season right now. Five grand championships. Two more. They're going to the Jack with Mike Wozniak, who happened to be our 10.35 segment guest. Look, if you raw, if you raw, if you cook with raw cast iron, season it each and every time. Heat it up, hit it with a grill brush, and then as it starts to cool down, with a Crisco, a little pan, and a bake back in generations of rust-free service. I'm not even kidding. Uh, also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. I want to thank everyone that watched on Raw Cool. I want to thank everyone that tuned into the stream live on their smart devices or just through the website, uh, thebbqcentralshow.com, to get the audio file only. And, of course, I always want to thank my live computer video watchers at OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Uh, absolutely my pleasure to have you. Hopefully you enjoyed it tonight. September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.